Hey gang, Chatman here. Quick message for you today. I just had a, a BPTM owner send in a uh, email me <laughs> a video that another PT expert, private practice guru in our market sent out and it was specifically talking about workshops. And I wanted to give you good information. I got fired up a little bit. I was like, wow, like it's the second guru that was in my office asking me what's working and working with other owners. And I shared workshops, like even gave him a copy of my book. And now magically this person's an expert in workshops. And I watched the, <laughs> the helpful information. I was like, wow, that's not true at all. Like the helpful stuff that they were sharing, but it can be overwhelming. And I, I know like, especially before we became a, I don't want to say like a level three business, but if you're into Jeff Hoffman and reading that book, uh, scale, you know, he talks about level three. So like, for example, like right now, and it wasn't always this way, but like right now where I'm at in private practices here, three hours a week. So I'm investing three hours a week in my private practice. We have 43 staff members about to open up our third location. We're seeing 850 to 900 visits a week. And that's pretty much running on cruise control. Uh, this year to date, um, let's say in the last eight months, I think I've seen 12 total visits. So I'm not working in my business a lot. Now, a lot of us want that. We want the benefits of that and we're willing to do whatever it takes to get there, but we're bombarded with all these, in, you know, so much information and like who's really successful and who's not. And it's, it's tough to discern who that is. So I was thinking about this and uh, I, I think I have it here for you. So, um, and it, it's actually something that I got from uh, Russell Brunson and Frank Kern just watching their videos and they both happened to do the same exact live stream topic like in the same day. And it just, it kind of set off a trigger for me. So how do you decipher what's really legit and what's just hot air? So let's talk about this. First of all, something on workshops. I kind of stumbled on it. First workshop that I ever did was back in 2001. I have this huge crate of box marketing materials here. I'll show it to you. Um, looks like this in my office. So this is full of nothing but uh, marketing materials from like the last, oh, I don't know, last 10 years. Like stuff that I've saved. I have other stuff around here, like, you know, our original postcard that we mailed out for back pain and sciatica workshop that I've shared with most of you. And that is now like made its way into even the chiropractic industry and trainers and massage therapists and people using it that don't really have permission and they're using it anyhow. So it's been like bastardized over and over again, which is kind of cool, but then kind of frustrating at the same time. But um, anyhow, in there, I have a brochure from the first workshop I ever did. It was at Bishop McDevitt High School back in 2001. I did it with another fellow healthcare professional, Dave Brixius, that now owns a place. It's really cool. He trains like D1 athletes, NFL players, Major League Baseball players, etc. And that's called Explosive Sports Performance. Now my oldest son is actually going there, which is really cool. Dave's an awesome guy, but that was our first workshop ever. And there's been hundreds of iterations. So why would you want to learn from somebody that like has experience in that? Well, for me, like when I looked at real estate and I wanted to learn real estate, I could learn from like, I had a relative that owned basically two residential properties, um, had a big headache and wasn't really into it. So it didn't really have the track record, the pedigree for the success that I was looking for to learn from. My real estate mentor that I, I've ended up having a 15-year relationship with, uh, the guy that actually built this building, went from zero to $180 million in 22 years, ended up being nearly having uh, nearly uh, half 
billion dollar portfolio. So that's $500 million portfolio. Really cool guy, extremely intelligent, four Ivy League degrees from three Ivy League schools, Penn, Wharton, and Harvard Business School. And uh, like was, was way out here, it was where I wanted to, was where I wanted somebody to be that I was gonna learn from. And the reason is, is because we can learn from their losses along the way. And that's key. Because if you're talking to somebody that's claiming to be a guru, just ask them about their biggest failures and they're not going to have any. Like with workshops, I can tell you, you know, back in 2008, the first time that I ever, January of 2008, when I had a, it was a back pain, neck pain, and I think knee pain workshop back on Prince Street. And we had 27 people in the room. It was the first time I ever went direct to public, like direct access. And we had 27 people in the room and I had no idea what to say. I had another therapist there. Two doctors were in the room. I think a chiropractor sent like somebody to competing chiropractor sent somebody to see what we were doing, like somebody from their office. And I ended up only converting three people over to an appointment. And I was like, wow, like there's a lot of benefit here, but I need to learn how to do this part. So I, I had a failure there. And then we got to the point where I've shared this already with you where we violated market message media match. And what was crushing it for us was um, this goldenrod insert in our local Sunday newspaper. And then the newspaper kind of died and they went down to like maybe five days a week. And now it's three days a week. I think it's like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, something like that. And th that media changed and I didn't adapt with the times. And we ended up doing a workshop where I think I paid $5,000 in advertising. And we only had uh, two people register and nobody showed up. And that felt like a huge failure. Then I had to learn market, message, media, match, understand how that triangle worked, and learn from my mistakes. So when we're looking for somebody to learn from, whether we're using the title of guru or mentor or whatever that may be, we're looking for somebody with a timeline of really failure. Yes, they have success, but the key thing that you can look for right away is that you can differentiate. Like, I'm willing to share all my failures with you because on the other end of that failure, the solution to those problems that I had along the way, that's what's gonna help you take a huge shortcut. So by real estate mentor, literally we just bought a, a $2 million building last week and I had been looking for properties uh, all year long. And I said, we ended up having like a 30 minute phone call. Kind uh, Like I always feel a little bit special when I get time with him on the phone. He's living primarily in Florida right now, but I said, hey, I'm looking at like six or seven properties. I think I found the right one, one that fits all my criteria. It's 12,800 square feet. It's fully leased out. Really excited about this. By the way, what should I look at? And he just walked me through like a 10 point checklist of not only what the bank financial institutions are looking for and what I needed to do there, but then he walked me through this whole thing. And this is like off the top of his head for like what to look for in an inspection. And then he just started rattling off like names and numbers. Like here's who I use for this. Here's who I use for this. And it was fantastic. And I just followed his steps exactly. It saved me a ton of time. I didn't have to go out and reinvent the wheel. And we ended up closing on a very good building that we can add to our portfolio. You're looking to do that same stuff. So it's easy to get caught up in like a headline or trigger, but really quick, you're looking for some failure in there. And when you get time with that person, just say, hey, what was your biggest failure? If they don't have a failure there, guess what? They're not really doing workshops. They haven't really been in the game. They're making something up because they see it's a button. They see it's a tagline and that other therapists are attracted to it. And they're just looking to circumvent to basically take it. Right. So something to look for there. Anyhow, it's kind of like the uh, hate to go into this, but like 
If you look at patent medicine in like the 1850s, where it was very unregulated, you had legitimate allopathic medicines, naturopathic medicines, and they were competing. And then you had people that were just selling like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, the snake oil and a jar and just saying, hey, like this will make you look younger. It'll make you jump higher. It'll make you smarter and make you more fertile and all the other things. They were stealing taglines and selling something in a bottle, but it was just, it was junk. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to help you do here as well. So anyhow, when you're looking at somebody's career path and you're like starting to think about this, most of us want what this person out here has. And, you know, for most of us in private practice PT, in the beginning, we're thinking like clinicians. We realize that we got into business for a reason. Usually it's for time freedom or we have some sort of uh, passion to help people in the world and leave an impact in our community and help people in particular in private practice, PT and physio. We have a passion to help people naturally through physical therapy services, through physio services, help them naturally and avoid unnecessary medications, injections, and surgery. So, or we were looking for some sort of time or something like that, or maybe just the opportunity to do our things, to do, to run business the way that we want to be run, right? So there's a reason that we got into business. What happens for most of us is we get so caught up in the, the granular day-to-day, day-to-day minutia, that we lose sight of actually what we wanted out of the business. So when we are frustrated, we'll look for people out here that have what we have or have what we want to have. Then it's up to us to figure, okay, what do I have to be? What do I have to do to have what that person has, what I really want to have? Maybe it's time freedom. Maybe it's maybe you want to work three hours a week or 20 hours a week or whatever it is in your practice. And you have other interests that you want to pursue or you want to help. You want to be an advocate for private practice, physical therapy, or maybe physical therapist in general, whatever it is. Maybe you're looking for more time to spend with your family, et cetera. So we're looking for this person, right? Somebody that's figured out Y equals X to the N. And their curve will look like this. And for example, um, I was talking to um, my real estate mentor and I forget the exact number, but I think it was uh, like, I, I think he added like, they're 90 million or 150 million to this portfolio in a really short period of time. I think it was three years, right? So we have this huge, huge, you know, let's say it's 90 million, huge jump. And let's say that was three years. I forget the exact numbers, but it was something like that. So, wow, like, that's amazing. How'd you do that? And like, really that process for him started 15 years ago. And I remember talking with him 15 years ago that he was going to do this anyhow, and like really admire the process. Did everything go smoothly? Absolutely not. Because when we look at this huge curve, if we, if we break down like one little section and we were able to zoom in, like we might see this and we're like, wow, like, could you imagine making $30 million a year? Like that's insane, right? Like that's not even believable. That, I mean, at least that's not real to me. So anyhow, like if we break that down and we look at one little section, it's like, okay, so, you know, maybe you're a master of workshops right out here and you're running, I mean, right now we're running, this month we'll run eight, okay? And we'll see over 200 new patients this month from running workshops. So really cool. So maybe that's amazing to you. Maybe that's the equivalent of 30 million a year or something that's absolutely unbelievable, like 200 new patients coming in per month from your workshops, like that's crazy, right? So anyhow, we see something like that, but if we break it down and we really look at it, this happens. And this is called the transition curve. And this is really important for you to understand it because a lot of us mess this up, not only as physical therapists, but as entrepreneurs. We also mess it up as husbands and wives and 
fathers and mothers and everything else. But um, this is kind of what life looks like on a granular level. So in the beginning, like uh, whenever we level up a little bit, we have this uninformed optimism. We don't know what we don't know yet. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to do workshops and this is fantastic. Or I'm going to do, I'm going to learn how to market on Facebook or I'm going to learn how to market via email because I've just got a new CRM account or whatever it is. Fantastic. This is great. And then reality happens. And then all of a sudden we have informed informed pessimism. Oh, I didn't know exactly how to upload my email account to send out an email. Or I didn't understand that Facebook won't let me say, do you have back pain? in the headline, or I didn't understand that in the workshop, um, it doesn't really matter what I say about the technical end of physical therapy, that it, that actually makes people go to sleep. It really matters what I say in the last 10 minutes. So now I have informed pessimism because my expectation was different than reality. We then hit bottom, and usually it's an emotional bottom, but this is called crisis of meaning. So just to recap here, it's uninformed optimism, then real, reality happens, and we have informed pessimism, because our expectation was different than reality. Then we hit this crisis of meaning. And it's like, okay, am I going to result? Am I going to figure this out and go back up again in terms of emotion and growth and life or and expansion and thriving and everything else? Or am I going to crash and burn? So that is another option there. We can crash and burn and just give up. Well, I tried workshops. They don't work for me. I'm done. Right. Something like that. And we've all heard that. So, that's crisis of meaning. But when we figure it out, and by the way, if you have a mentor relationship, if you have somebody that's a little bit farther ahead than you are and you're learning from them, this is what you're looking for. Because whatever happened right after that or during it for that person, that's what you want to do too. And it's usually a question. Like they they were going into it saying like, hey, am I going to succeed or fail? And that question switched to something else. And it was, okay, um, if I have a room full of 20 people, how can I get 15 of them to schedule an appointment? Something like that. Or is there a way that I don't have to offer a free screen at the end, but we just we schedule 100% of the people in the room just straight to an appointment? They change the way that they're asking their question, right? The conversation that's going on in their head. That is how people don't crash and burn and end up doing this, which is informed optimism. Okay, now I understand a little bit better how this works. And I'm going, and guess what happens after that? Another transition curve. And literally, if you do a ton of these transition curves, this is what ends up happening, that Y equals X to the nth. And just sticking to that process, stoically, mechanically, 20-mile marchly, I think I just made up a term there, but the 20-mile march where just every day you're doing the 20-mile march, that's a story that just realized I might have given you a reference there that you're not familiar with. But uh 20-mile march was uh, two teams were racing to the South Pole in the early 1900s. One team was uh, Sir Richard Branson's like great uncle or something like that. And they would go either like 60 miles or no miles. So it was kind of like all or nothing depending on the weather. That team ended up dying. They completely perished. Another team uh, was well-trained. They went in very prepared. And every day, regardless of the weather, they did 20-mile march. So just check it out on the internet. Google it, 20-mile march. That's the essence of the story. That's what you're looking to do here. Like, how can I do this over and over and over again and just get a little bit better? Because as my awareness grows, I want to increase my skill set and increase my ability to get more of a result in the future than I'm getting today. And when you're talking with a guru or somebody that you think might be able to help you, they should be able to give you this. It'll be crystal clear. Like, hey, here's the error that I made. 
had 27 people in the room. Here's the poor result of that. I only had three people go on schedule. Here's how I, I resolved that. I realized that rather than focusing on the 50 minutes of physical therapy content, I just got that down to three basic points that were in very lay language. And then I practiced my last 10 minutes over and over and over again until I could do it with my eyes closed. And that's what you want to hear. That's what you're looking for. That's the nugget that's going to help you get to that next level to be able to level up and scale your practice and ultimately get to the point where you are no longer your business, where it's your business is giving you those things you want, whether it's you know some sort of financial goal, money goal, a time goal. So again, that you can spend that time with your, invest that time with your family, whatever it may be, a quick win, quick share for you, personal share. My wife and I have uh, four donkeys. One of them just gave birth this week and I was able to run home for that. Like it, the business didn't collapse because I went home and uh, was uh, helped out with uh, the birth of the baby donkey, which was really cool. By the way, it was born by <laughs> the time I got home, but I was able to be there and help and get water and hay and do all the stuff that we had to do there. And that that's what was cool for us and take the kids out and make videos and take pictures and all the stuff around that. So that's a little quirky. That's what's important to me. I'm sure you have something important to you as well. But if you want those things from your business, this is what you're going to have to commit to. And make sure that when you're picking your guide, whoever that may be, whoever you're learning from, you make sure that they've been there, done that. And the way that you can tell isn't by the, how great they're talking about informed optimism and the theory that they're pumping into you, the hot air they're, they're pumping into you. They're going to have this. It's going to be authentic. Like, I screwed up. I failed. Here's how I popped out on the other end. Hope you got a lot out of this. Um, it's really important that you understand this. I have some awesome stuff that I've been reading that I'll be sharing with you next time. Uh, really looking forward to it. If you haven't done so already, check out uh, Jeff Hoffman's book, Scale. He was the, I think, founder and CEO of Priceline.com. Really got into that. Lots of good lessons in there. Check it out. And I'll see you next time.